welcome to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community, a podcast that features MSP space and interviews with members of the CompTIA Managed Services Community. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking Barriers podcast powered by the CompTIA Managed Services Community. The Breaking Barriers podcast series is a community of industry experts who like to talk about technology, business, and how they all intertwine. During this series, we talk about ways to improve your business operations, find new services and solutions to integrate into your existing portfolio, and we'll also help you find ways to realize opportunities to find that next million dollars in revenue. My name is Charles Love, and I'm the Director of Professional Services with Showtech Solutions. I also serve as the Chair of the Managed Services Community. Today joining me is longtime friend and associate, Joshua Smith. Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Charles. Uh, again, my name is Joshua Smith. I'm, I'm also on the Executive Council of Charles for the Managed Services Community with CompTIA. Uh, currently, I work with Sophos as the Enterprise Sales Engineer for Southern California plus Hawaii. always like to mention that. Uh, my background is actually in managed service, uh, the managed services. I owned and uh, co-owned and operated a managed service provider for about 10 years before we got scooped up by a larger national and worked with them for a couple of years as their uh, director of the West. That's awesome. So you've kind of have, uh, you know, an eye for both, right? You've seen the MSP side, the service provider side, selling gear, selling, you know, help desk, things like that. Now you're on the vendor side. Yeah, I saw it as a real opportunity to kind of be be fully rounded, a way to kind of uh, open up the kimono of the vendors. Because I always wondered, you know, what really goes on over there? Why are they always so happy? And why am I always working in the working in the mines? Like, what's it like? So it's it's really interesting to see to have the perspective of both sides now. Nice, that's awesome. Um, so, what are we talking about today? Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about vendors, right? Vendor invoices. How do we get what we're paying for and ensure that that we're leveraging it properly? So what do you mean by that? Well, um, you know, a lot of times we go to go to conferences, go to events, go to webinars and see the new bright, shiny bobble and want to jump on it. Um, but then we don't always either implement it or we kind of forget about it and or we or we pay for a whole lot and we only use a, a little bit. So really what we need to do on a, on a yearly, semi-yearly basis is kind of go through and, and check check ourselves to make sure that we're not paying for something we're not using or that we're not overpaying for something or that we're not leaving money on the table with our vendor partners. Yeah, that, that's a big one. So for the last couple of years, um, you know, I've been doing a little uh, consulting for some MSPs, right? And let's say I go to somebody, they're going to hand me a stack of paper and says, hey, can you, can you look at these and, and, and tell me if like we're using this correctly? And that's, that's kind of a hard thing to say, right? Because I can see a bill, I can see what you're paying for, but there's an entire process to know if you're actually using it and are you using it to your full potential? That's kind of like what you're talking about, right, Josh? Yeah, it's, you know, we get paid a lot of times when we first engage a client to come in and, and do a scan of their network, right? But in this case, we need to kind of turn that magnifying glass back at ourselves and, and scan our own operations. Do you have any examples where... You have actually looked at an invoice and said, oh, man, we're paying for this. We don't even use half of it. Uh, a little too often, I would say. Um, but even even that is, even before that, I would say that the, the, the bills that we're paying, the partnerships that we have 
aren't always getting taken advantage of, right? Like, you know, I've worked with other companies where uh, they were a, a huge uh, partner with, uh, you know, some hardware vendors and they weren't taking advantage of all the, all the benefits that come with being a registered partner with a large vendor. Um, you know, spiffs, deal regs, uh, MDFs, even, even NFRs, you know, those are things that, that that's money being left on the table or money not even being received in terms of, uh, you know, spiffs and deal regs. You know, there's one vendor that uh, we used to work with that if you did a deal reg, they'd give you up to 50 points you know, on a, on a deal. And that's a lot of money to leave on the table if you weren't aware of that. Wow. That's, that's huge. And so what, yeah. so what does a deal reg entail? Like how, how do you, how do you get that done? Um, you know, thankfully now with the, with the interwebs, uh, it's, it's a lot easier than it used to be. You pretty much can go to the partner portal for your vendor and just type in some of the details of this, of the deal you're just working on. Right. The, the kind of the rule is as, as soon as you've got some some idea of what's going to happen, you want to register the deal right away because it also protects you from someone else scooping in or kind of kind of coming in and, and sideswiping you with that same vendor. It kind of says, you know, this deal is mine for the next, you know, 30, 60, 90, depending on the vendor. And, and the vendor will reward you for that registration because it helps them. It, it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing where they're going to come in and steal your, your, uh, your, your lead, what they're trying to do is they're trying to build out their pipeline and, and projections, just like you're trying to do. So they want to know, oh, what are our partners out there doing? And, you know, uh, what kind of size, what kind of deals are they doing? So if you give them those details, they're going to reward you. They're going to pay you essentially by giving you additional margin, margin in your deal. So you go in, type in the kind of the general concept of what the deal is going to be, what you're going to sell them and, and kind of the, the area that you're going to sell it. I gotcha. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's something a lot of people don't do, man. Either, either out of not knowing about it or fear, right? You know, I used to be fearful. Like, wait, wait, why do they want to know this this person's phone number? Are they going to try to call them? But now being on the vendor side, I, I have the insight of like, oh, no, no. They just want to know what are the partners doing? What's the pipeline for their business as well? Yep. So you recommend pretty much if they're going to be working with, let's say, a tier one vendor, uh, just reach out and go, hey, do you have deal reg? Is that, is that a good way to do it? Oh, 100%. You know, also make sure that you, if they have some sort of onboarding, partner onboarding, or if it's been a while, maybe call them up and be like, hey, I want to review my partnership. You know, what are the benefits that I get out of partnerships with you? Because right? sometimes they add new stuff and, you know, we get inundated with hundreds, if not thousands of emails a day. So they send out an announcement like, oh, by the way, you now get, you know, a free bucket of popcorn every month. Uh, you know, you might not know about it, right? So unless you kind of constantly regularly engage with your vendors, essentially they should be your trusted vendors if they're not why you do business with them. But, you know, there's always things going on. So you should always revisit that as well. What's what's the benefit of your partnership with these vendors? Yeah, and some of these you pay for, and if you don't <laughs> use it, it's just, you're just throwing money out the window, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I just renewed uh, the Microsoft partnership, right? And there's mm -hmm. a certain number for that. And yeah. when you look, there's all these cool things like you can have them help you with. And I yeah. didn't even know. Yeah, no, I, I love that, especially if you get that discount, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I mean, you get tons of internal license. That's another thing, too, all this licensing, you know. So essentially, if you're a Microsoft partner and you're paying internally for copies of Windows, you know, for desktop or server or any pretty much anything they offer, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because signing up for their program, you get just, they just throw buckets of licenses at you for internal use and for testing as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that, when leveraged, result in measurable impact, helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org register.
So I had a situation with somebody, a friend of mine, who, you know, for whatever reason, I love looking at vendor bills. <laughs> You're sick. It's weird. It's, it's <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've asked for help on it. But, uh, um, like, I'm, I'm really good about uh, taking a look at a vendor bill and sitting with the team and kind of figuring out if we're actually using it. Hmm. So there was this one case where they were paying like $1,500 a month for third-party patching. And the idea here is the RMM tool leverages this third party to do all the patching. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You, this, this is what you totally should be doing. And when somebody left the room, somebody goes, you know, I don't, I don't think we use that. Like, well, what do you mean? You, you pay $1,500 a month. That's a lot of money. And so sure enough, I start looking at it and I get with the vendor and they've been paying $1,500 a month for two years. Um, so I log into the portal, right? They didn't know how to do that. So I got into the portal and sure enough, there's a little screen that says how many licenses you were consuming. <laughs> and they were consuming 200. And I said, oh, yeah, that's, that's not good. Like t- basically $200 worth where it should be way, 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 way more, right? They should have been consuming like 1000 bucks, 1200 whatever. Um, I go and I look and I look at past months and the Delta was like, a computer or two were falling off. Uh, come to find out the script that somebody had put in play long, long, long time ago, just got removed, stopped working, whatever. They've been paying this fee. The bill comes in. Somebody just, it auto gets paid on a credit card. They just assume it's all working and everything's happy. And it's just not, right? So what we did for them is we built a process in to say, all right, when a bill comes in, we have to make sure it's working. Now, you can't do that every month, right? Because you'd be going crazy. But at least every three to six months, somebody is just gut-checking that bill to say, all right, we're paying $1,500 for it. Should we be? Um, what is? What am I supposed to get? And am I using it? And am I using all the features, right? So that kind of goes back to, to your comment about the internal licenses. Well, why am I paying for things that I shouldn't Right. I would much rather give those licenses to my customer. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's kind of like your finance people need to be, you know, talking with your operations people to make sure these numbers line up. Yeah. That's just one of the worst things you can do is just auto pay bills. I mean, yeah, you auto pay because they're on a credit card. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact of forgetting to gut check and go look, right. Go make sure you're actually using it to its fullest potential. Um, sometimes vendors, announce products that go, oh, by the way, if you're this tier, you get these extra six things. Well, if you're not looking at it, you're not using it. You don't even know it exists. Yeah. Um, so what's another, what's another example of ways that you have found, uh, let's say with a vendor or an invoice or something like that, where you've been able to help somebody go, oh, my Lord, this is what I need to do? Um, I would say in terms of paying vendors more than you need to, even, even again, third parties as regular business vendors is another thing to look at. Um, stuff like shipping costs or just travel costs. Uh, I find that a lot of times companies have been uh, members of different industry organizations that that have offered benefits in addition to the just the regular kind of you know main focus of the organization. They kind of have side items. So you know, a couple of organizations I belong to, they would give you discounts on shipping. You know, through a major major shipper. So in other words, you're, again, you're leaving money on the table because you're not taking advantage of that discount you get through one of your organizations. Um, I know that the CompTIA 
premier membership, correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, I think you get discounts with, um, I want to say like FedEx, uh, I think also car rentals, and I think even um, insurance, uh, you get discounts on that as well. So, yeah, and, and there's a ton of other things, especially yeah. with the CompTIA piece, like website content, copies of agreements. There's all kinds of things. Most people, from what I know, use the CompTIA thing to have the 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 in-person meetings and access yeah. to things like this podcast. But yeah. all you have to do is look up partner benefits, right? And with CompTIA, like there's a there's a, a full page of cool things that people probably don't even know about. Yeah. So I would say, again, it's kind of that self-audit, that semi-annual thing of like, hey, what, what associations do we belong to? Let's make sure that we're taking advantage of those of those benefits. And again, outside of the traditional one, like you're talking about, the meetings, the conferences, that kind of stuff. Oh, there's these side benefits that, that will save us money. You know, if you're if you're a member of the Chamber of Commerce or even those kind of things, I think a lot of times they also negotiate benefits for their members as well. So it's just, just being on top of that. And I know that's not the focus of our everyday, you know, jobs, but it's that additional kind of thing that you need to take advantage of to 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 help your bottom line, right? Yeah, absolutely. And right now, with it being kind of the end of the year, um, you're either going to be super duper duper busy or super duper duper idle, <laughs> right? It all kind of depends on the week. Um, now is a really good time to start looking at those bills and talk to your vendors. Hey, do we have a renewal with this? Right. Uh, and actually come up with a system that says, all right, this thing renews at this date. I should probably get with my vendor to see if maybe I'm, I'm using so much more. Maybe there's a better price tier. Maybe they've released a new feature. You know, talk to your vendors. There's a relationship there. There's always somebody on the other end of the phone who would love to talk to you and hear all about your business and vice versa. You want to know all about theirs. Um, so let's just say, hypothetically, I lock everybody, you know, in the conference room and we, we have all the bills on the table. We figure out renewals and all that kind of good stuff. How, how, do, you rec- how do you recommend that we track that stuff? Um, so what we used to do was leverage our PSA. Right. I mean, you could even you could even make it as simple as putting in uh, an event in Outlook, right? <laughs> you know, for the next time there's a renewal. But I find that leveraging the PSA, that you're you know essentially living in every day, is a really good way to do that. So we would make configs for uh, all our vendor renewals, uh, even our warranties for for different items, and then leverage workflows that would notify us, you know, at at 90, at 45, at 30 days before the renewal so that we could be on top of that. So not only are we on top of it for our own vendor renewals, but we're also on top of it for our, our clients' renewals as well, for like warranties, server replacements, all that kind of stuff. So I think really taking advantage of, you know, whether it's, you know, emails, text messages, smoke signals, how, however you can keep on top of the, the when the warranties or when the renewals are coming up, I, I think that's critical because you can only keep so much in your head. Right. You can only remember you can make a spreadsheet. That's great. But then you got to remember to look at that spreadsheet. So I think taking advantage of your PSAs to to leverage automation to make sure that you stay on top of your renewals, because there's nothing worse. I've been there. There's nothing worse than than getting to that email that, you know, a couple of days later, the following week that says, hey, in two days, you're going to you know, you're auto renewing for uh, the next year for something that you never got around to using. And you read the email and go, crap, I'm a day late. Um the vendor I talked to, they didn't care that I was a day late. I was locked in for that next year. So if I had, you know, done what I actually, you know, preach and set up a renewal, a reminder about that, I could have 
canceled that that renewal before it happened. I gotcha. So, so but learn from my mistakes, please. That's 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 a really <laughs> what I'm here to say. CompTIA's Community Forum is a one-of-a-kind industry gathering for both the highly engaged member and those new to CompTIA, loaded with content and activities designed to improve our industry, our businesses, and ourselves. Save the date for CCF 2019, coming up March 11th through 13th, 2019, in Chicago. So technically, could we also use that for sales to help unlock new opportunities? Like when, when you talk to that customer and they go, oh, we just signed with XYZ, reach out, you know, reach out to us in October. So technically, I can use that same system, put a feeler out there because I'm going to forget this way in October, those smoke signals, as you call them, will actually start sending out, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. If, if there's anything, again, if you live in these tools, you, you need to really leverage these tools. So whether it's Outlook or whether it's your PSA, just cranking out reminders, um, notifications, all these things so that you have this stuff lined up so that you are just you know saying, oh, what's, what's happening today? What's happening this week? What's happening next month? You know, who do I need to follow up with? When do I need to best follow up with them? Because again, you know, like you said, if someone says, oh, come, you know, reach out to me in two months, if you just leave that, and say, oh, I'll just follow up with them in two months. Maybe I'll put a sticky note somewhere, right? There's going to be two months of sticky notes on top of that sticky note by the time you're supposed to reach back out to that person. But if you've got your system, you know, reminding you that, that gentle ping, you're going to be on top of that. And that's going to make you look like a, like, like a hero. I gotcha. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm mm-hmm. thinking in January, we kind of do this again, but we do it in our hallway chat format. Uh, and for those who don't know, a hallway chat is when we pretty much go live uh, with everyone kind of in a room, and we'll, we'll talk about ways to actually do this, like put actual, this is how you do it, this is how you track it, just to give people examples. Would you be willing to help out with that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so I'll do that. Let, let me let me work on getting that on the books for January, um, and I'll make sure on the podcast channel we do an announcement when that actually is. Uh, and we'll have some examples and I want to hear, you know, you'll hear from us, you'll hear from other experts, just ways to kind of track these things, uh, ways to look at vendors and just how to, how to approach people to go, hey, you're a business partner of ours. How can we be better connected? I think that'll be pretty amazing. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. I think that'd be awesome. Perfect. Well, Josh, I definitely appreciate the time you spent with me today. Um, if anyone has any questions, what's a good way for them to contact you? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm on all the social medias, but, uh, you know, Twitter is kind of usually the easiest way to direct connect. I'm, uh, at Joshua M Smith on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, hit me up there and start, start a conversation. Perfect. Thank you, man. So I appreciate for everyone hanging with us today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and let your friends know. If you haven't listened to the series before, go ahead and go back and listen to the past episodes. The managed services community is working really hard to try and bring you some forward-thinking podcasts, but in bite-sized chunks. If there's a topic you want us to cover, please let me know, right? Just tweet me, Charles J. Love, uh, on the Twitter machine. Just make sure you use the hashtag podcast. This way I can kind of see it and we'll connect on there. I thank everyone for their time and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community. You can find more episodes and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.